As the youngest of four children, she was brought up in a household that was steeped in faith in Jesus Christ. The days opened and closed with family Bible reading and prayer, something which she never forgot. As a family, there was a love for the poor and the oppressed. In fact, Our Lady, we'll share her name at the end of the podcast, provided education and recreation for teens. These clubs were for various activities of interest to the teens. They always included Bible study. She also set up classes for people who were intellectually disabled. Living in Europe through World War I and into World War II, there was a particular focus on the Jewish community. As the oppression of Jews increased through Hitler's reign and the occupation of Our Lady's country, her efforts had to become clandestine. And what did that bring? A Jesus story, of course, and it's one that I'll share in just a moment. Welcome to Jesus Stories, the stories of the followers of Jesus, as they write the Jesus stories through the power of Jehovah's Holy Spirit. These Jesus stories come to you because of your prayers and your support. Thank you for that. And if you'd like to join those supporting us, visit our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. Do you have a Jesus story to share? A testimony of what Jesus has done in your life or in the lives of those around you? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me through our website. There are several ways to contact me there. Just go to jesusstories.info. Click on the Talk to Us tab. That's jesusstories.info. It is May 14, 1940. Adolf Hitler orders the first large-scale airborne attack in the history of warfare on the citizens of Rotterdam, Holland, less than 30 miles from the home of Our Lady. That night, her sister prayed for the German pilots caught in the first of the giant evil loose in Germany. Our Lady could not pray that prayer at that time. Within five days, Holland became an occupied country, bringing changes to the lives of this family. Telephones were cut off, bicycles were confiscated, radios were to be turned in, identity cards were issued, and ration cards were required to buy food. Young men were arrested and taken to Germany to work in the factories. All Jewish people were required to wear yellow stars on their clothing. Jewish shops were closed and Jewish homes were emptied. Where the inhabitants were, no one knew. Fast forward to November 1941, a year and a half after the beginning of the German occupation of Holland. Our lady's neighbor, a Jewish fur coat seller, was raided by Nazi soldiers, and when he was left outside by the soldiers so they could raid his shop, Our Lady and her sister stole him away into their home. He was taken with his wife to safety by Our Lady's brother. So began a work 
with an underground resistance. But it was not an easy decision. It would require someone to lie, to steal, and even to kill. Was this the way for a follower of Jesus to respond to this evil? Our Lady prayed, Lord Jesus, I offer myself for your people in any way, any place, any time. That prayer was answered. Our Lady and her family began hiding Jews in their home. First one and then more came into the home. Ration cards were obtained, stolen actually, for these extra mouths to be fed. Other resources were needed and provided. An architect even designed and built a secret room in her house to hide those Jews living there in case the authorities were to come by. All because of the answers to many, many prayers. Our Lady depended on a gift of knowledge to know who to trust for their needs, and Jehovah God supplied that knowledge. In time, Our Lady's home became the center of an underground ring, which spread all throughout Holland. As might be expected, this would not go on forever. On February 28, 1944, Our Lady was sick with the flu. She was awakened by her sister to the news that a man needed their help. He needed money to bribe a policeman. Our Lady sent someone to the bank to obtain the money. Soon after that, that the Gestapo raided Our Lady's home, looking for those who had been hidden there. Our Lady and her entire family, father, brothers, sisters, sister-in-law, nephews, they were all questioned by the Gestapo at their home and then later at the Gestapo's Holland headquarters. They were all imprisoned. And soon Our Lady received word that some of her family had been released, but her father had not survived the imprisonment. She was taken to trial where every psychological tool was tried to get her to admit to illegal activities. Instead, she began to tell the story of Jesus. While this was cut off in the trial, for the next two days, she was summoned to the court, to the officer of the court, to talk about the Bible. June 6, 1944, D-Day. The beaches of Normandy were stormed and the Allied invasion of Nazi-controlled Europe had begun. Our Lady and her fellow prisoners were taken by railroad to the first concentration camp where she would be held. During the day, she made radios for German airplanes. In the evenings, Our Lady's sister would talk about Jesus and pray with their fellow prisoners. But it was a concentration camp, an ugly and evil place. If there was even one infraction of the rules by one person, the whole camp was punished. They would be awakened at 4 a.m. and forced to stand at attention for an hour or even more. One day they were all rounded up and taken by train, jammed into boxcars, for a four-day journey to Ravensbrück, the concentration camp for women in northern Germany. Conditions were even worse than before. While the women were forced to stand at attention, that means standing without moving for hours at a time, they could hear the screams of prisoners being beaten and see the smoke from the crematorium reminding them of those who did not survive the camp. 
In October of 1944, conditions worsened as the women were moved to barracks meant for 400, housing over 1,400 women. Beds were wooden structures topped with rancid straw and covered in fleas. When Our Lady complained, her sister reminded her of the scripture they had read that morning. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Even, sister said, be thankful for the fleas. Thankful for fleas? Really? Days would begin at 4 a.m. with a mile and a half walk to a factory to work for 11 hours then hike back to the camp for a meager meal, and they would hold a worship service under the light of a single bulb. Everyone worshipped. The Catholics would recite the Magnificat. A hymn would be whispered by the Lutherans, a chant by the Eastern Orthodox women. A sermon would be translated from Dutch into German, then into Polish and into Czech and the Russian. Through this worship, these prisoners would be left undisturbed. Our Lady discovered later that the guards refused to come into the barracks because of the fleas. The tenor of these barracks was transformed by the power of this worship and the ministry of Our Lady and her sister. Instead of cursing and fighting, the women spoke to each other gently. Our Lady wrote, my sister and I ministered the word of God to all in the room. We sat beside deathbeds that became doorways to heaven. We watched women who had lost everything grow rich in hope. Just before Christmas, Our Lady's sister passed away. On New Year's Eve, Our Lady received a certificate of discharge, actually due to a clerical error. And on New Year's Day, 1945, Our Lady left Ravensbrück for home in Holland. About five months later, the Allies liberated Holland to the joy of the Dutch people. But Our Lady was restless. She missed her sister, with whom she had shared so much, and she remembered her words that she must share what they had learned with other people. So began over 30 years of traveling around the world to share the story of God, the power of forgiveness of sins, and the need for people to forgive those who had harmed them. Now, this was not an easy lesson for her to learn. Let me take you back to her very first imprisonment. It was during that time she and her sister learned the identity of the man who had betrayed them, the ones who had turned them into the authorities. Our Lady's reaction to this news was anger. She wanted to kill him. But her sister had a different reaction. She was not angry. Don't you feel anything about him, Our Lady asked. Doesn't it bother you? Her sister replied, Oh yes, terribly. I've felt for him ever since I knew and pray for him whenever his name comes into my mind. How dreadfully he must be suffering. This caused Our Lady to consider her attitude. In God's eyes, Our Lady was just like the betrayer. She wrote this, I had murdered him with my heart and my tongue. She prayed for forgiveness as she forgave her betrayer and asked Jehovah God's blessing on his family. 
While they were in concentration camps, both Our Lady and her sister had prayed for their guards, some of whom were mean and sadistic. When her sister became ill, the illness which ultimately took her life, one of the meanest guards entered the flea-infested barracks to stay with Our Lady's sister during a morning roll call, and in fact, the guards took her sister past a queue to get to a hospital to have her admitted and treated. One of Our Lady's sister's dreams was to show and help the Nazis understand the love of Jesus. Our Lady would later meet with one of the guards at Ravensbrück when she spoke at a church in Munich of forgiveness. While she remembered the guard and his vicious ways, he would not remember her. He had approached her after her lesson, saying that he had come to follow Jesus and knew that he had been forgiven for all the cruel things he had done, but now he wanted to hear from Our Lady that she had forgiven him, too. She wrote, As I stood there, I whose sins had again and again to be forgiven and could not forgive. My sister had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? I wrestled with the most difficult thing I ever had to do, for I had to do it. I knew that. The message that God forgives has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. Our Lady prayed, Jesus, help me. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. So she put out her hand. And then she writes, As I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands, and then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried, with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then, but even so, I realized it was not my love. I have tried and did not have the power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of forgiveness given by the Holy Spirit to Our Lady. In 1977, at the age of 85, she moved to the United States to Los Angeles. She had traveled the world over 60 countries, sharing the message of Jehovah God's love and forgiveness, and she was convinced that by living in Los Angeles, she could reach more people through the medium of books and movies. Who is this intrepid soul sharing Jehovah God's message of forgiveness? She is Corey Tinboom. She was in her 50s when she spearheaded the underground movement in Holland. Her story is told in the film and the movie The Hiding Place, and now it is part of our Jesus stories. These Jesus stories come to you thanks to your support and your prayers. Thank you for that. You can find out how you can help by visiting with us on our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. And what about you? Do you have a Jesus story to tell? A testimony of God's love and grace for your life? You know, I'd love to hear it. 
write to me by visiting the website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Talk to Us tab. Next week, in two weeks rather, I'll share a new Jesus story with you. This one comes from the world of sports. Join me then, won't you? And check out Patreon for a Jesus story extra on Corey Ten Boom. What was it like to be discovered by the Nazis? She tells us directly in this Jesus Stories Extra. The links are on the website, jesusstories.info. Oh